when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. Hey, and welcome to the short stuff. The whole gang's here, even in spirit. So let's go, stuff you should know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you put this one together. This is a good one. We're talking about uh, the magnetic field and specifically the switching of Earth's magnetic pole. And I guess we should just start talking about what the magnetic field of the Earth is, right? Yeah, you kind of can't really get past that one because um, apparently it seems to be fairly peculiar to Earth to have a really solid inner core made of, Mm -hmm. I think, iron and nickel. And that um, that is basically bathed in a bath of molten Mm -hmm. outer core. Mm Mm-hmm. And because that molten outer core is constantly roiling and convecting and doing all sorts of crazy motions, it actually produces a dynamo effect where a magnetic field is generated. That inner core essentially becomes a giant bar magnet with a north sole, north pole and a south pole. Yeah. And that, that magnetic field radiates from the, the center of the Earth outward into outer space. And it does some pretty cool stuff. One, it prevents... Um, high energy particles that are bombarding Earth at all time from reaching Earth generally and um, killing us, just shooting right through your throat and out the other side. So (laughs) life can exist on Earth. And then less um, importantly, but more beautifully, also creates the auroras. Mm -hmm. And also why I wear a Kevlar turtleneck. (laughs) Actually not a a dicky really, because it gets warm in the summer. Yeah, that's smart. Uh, so you've got that uh, bipolar core. Uh, you know, we have the North Pole and the South Pole geographically. Mm-hmm. Like, we know where those are. We've mapped those out. They're great. Everyone loves them. But they really have nothing to do with the actual magnetic poles of the Earth. Two different things. Uh, the Earth's poles, as we will see, they move around a lot because of that molten core is unstable. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it moves. That that roiling sort of molten uh, gunk you were talking about is weaker in some places. It's stronger in some places. And, you know, you, you kind of likened it to a pot of water, like, bubbling, and the bubbles, like, pop and fade away. Uh, same thing is going on there that creates instability and sort of just movement. Yeah. So that suffice to say that the the um, Earth's magnetic field is not constantly stable. It's constantly changing. And since some spots are weaker than other spots, that means the poles can actually move around. And they do. They wander about. These uh, It's called excursions. And they can move all over the place. And as a matter of fact, when they, what seems to pass, what seems to be a threshold, they flip. And all of a sudden, the South Pole is at the geographical North Pole area, and the North Pole is down in Antarctica somewhere. And it happens, and uh, we've just recently learned about this kind of thing. Yeah, it's called polarity reversal. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some disagreement among the scientific community about uh, how often this happens, how quickly it happens. Uh, There was a study in 2020 from 
the Scripps Oceanographic Institute in San Diego. San right. Diego, right? Yeah. The SD. Well, it said SD. I didn't think it was South Dakota. Definitely. Not. <laughs> uh, or Southern Durham, North Carolina. It could have been that one. It's definitely not South Dakota, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So they had a new model based on 100,000 years worth of data. And they said, actually, these poles are wandering like a lot. It's a real walkabout. They're wandering <laughs> about 10 degrees a year. Mm -hmm. uh, that is equal to the distance between Atlanta and Toronto or for Aussie friends, Brisbane and Melbourne. Mm -hmm. uh, or if you're in London, those are the three places that listen to us, basically. Sure. Canada, Australia, and the UK. Yeah. Or uh, London and Prague. And that is about 10 times what scientists thought before the study came out. Yeah, the pole can wander that far in a year. A year. You just, like, when you hear about this, you're like, okay, that's, that's weird. I didn't know they could move. Maybe it just kind of gyrates a little bit. No, it can mm -hmm. travel from Toronto to Atlanta in a year and back. And it wanders all over the place. It's not like it follows like a set line because again right. the the molten inner or outer core it's roiling it looks probably a lot like the surface of the sun and so all the little spots and weird like uh, areas and everything that's where the kind of like the the magnetic poles actually travel like down a plinko set essentially but mm -hmm. a, a sphere plinko set if you can wrap your mind around that kind of thing <laughs> all right well i'm going to wrap my mind around it and we're going to take a break and then i'm going to unwrap my mind right after this Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. Hey, everybody. It's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website. Whether it's an online course or custom merch, Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one-time fee, or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code stuff to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. Uh, all right, so we were talking about this thing is the it's really hauling. These poles are moving around, uh, and they can actually flip. And the last time that happened was about forty two thousand years ago, mm -hmm. in what's called the uh, Lachamp, Le I guess, mm -hmm. the Lachamp excursion. Great band name. Yeah, and this was the lava flow in France, of which it was named after uh, because of the fossil record, I guess, uh, that we discovered in the nineteen sixties. 
And during this excursion, the North Pole went across North America, then said, all right, now I'm going to drop down into the Pacific or through the Pacific to Antarctica. And then I'm the North Pole, by the way, and I'm going to stay there in Antarctica for about 400 years. And then I'm going to go back up through the Indian Ocean to the actual geographical North Pole. Yeah, roughly that area. Back to generally where the North magnetic North Pole typically is, right? Yeah. That's really fast. 400 years on a geological time scale is like oh, yeah. a blink is, is, is too slow as a description or analogy. Um, and so the, the, the Le Champ excursion seems to have had some pretty significant effects on the planet. Um, that 42,000 years ago coincides with a bunch of weird stuff that happened on Earth. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of uh, glaciers that expanded and all sorts of surprising places. The wind patterns changed globally. Mm-hmm. Um, the megafauna, a lot of megafauna species disappeared from the fossil records. And so, too, did the Neanderthals. That's right. It was a really, really significant period of, like, surprising and kind of dismal activity in, in Earth's um, history. And they have traced this to basically a weakening of the magnetic field, that it's probable the magnetic field became very weak and that allowed yeah. the, the poles to flip very quickly. And that it wasn't necessarily the poles flipping that caused all of this weird stuff to happen, but that the magnetic field being weakened probably mm-hmm. also let this, the, this weird stuff happening. So the reversal of polarity was a symptom just like, say, um, the disappearance of the Neanderthals was or the change in wind patterns where they were all symptoms of this weakened magnetic field around Earth. Yeah, you talked about it, you know, sort of acting like a force field against that particle bombardment uh, that probably weakened it enough that they were bombarded. Uh, the ozone layer was damaged. A lot of UV light is just baking the Earth. And it was just bad, uh, bad enough where scientists obviously are like, well, when, when is this going to happen again? Because we're in store for something uh, pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And what they've kind of come out with was, A, we're not sure exactly when it's going to happen again because uh, you can't look back. I think you mentioned earlier it doesn't necessarily happen in a in a pattern that you can count on. Yeah, doesn't um, seem to. Yeah, so they can't say like, all right, well, here's when it's going to happen again. But they do think this was a, a really – the Lachamp excursion was – a, a sort of a rare, fast thing. And uh, if it does happen again, it'll probably be over the order of uh, thousands of years. Yeah. And it's not going to be the kind of thing, like most of the other times it happened, it was over a much slower time period. The Lachamp was just so fast, it wrecked everything. And it, and it probably wouldn't be that bad if it happened again, because it would be on a much slower, you know, thousands and thousands of years timeline. Yeah, I mean, tens of thousands of years versus hundreds of years. That's pretty significant as far as differences go, right? And if if this sounds kind of like a, if it rings a bell, we talked a little bit about this in the plate tectonics episode where mm-hmm. like the magnetic striping at the bottom of the sea is basically uh, lava flows recording reversals in polarity of Earth's poles. This is very much what we're talking about. So because they think it happens over, you know, tens of thousands of years. And if you look back in the fossil record at other times that coincide with polarity reversals, there doesn't seem to have been anywhere near the kind of catastrophic events that came from the Lachamp excursion. Um, they're, they're not particularly worried about it, but we do know that if it did happen on like a normal slow time scale, we still have to adapt because a lot of our technology relies on, on a stable magnetic field. 
Yeah. I mean, they have to take that stuff into account. Like when they look at the fossil record, maybe not much of anything happened because they weren't using satellites and they, you know, didn't have things floating around in space. But uh, there's an area called the South Atlantic uh, Anomaly between South America and South Africa where there is a a weaker magnetic field than elsewhere on Earth. Mm -hmm. And when satellites and stuff go through there and spacecraft, there are issues. They're like, can you hear me? Can yeah, you, exactly. Are you still there? Uh, and they say, in space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> Name that movie? Uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so they, that's an example of like what can happen with a just a somewhat weaker magnetic field. Um, so they would have to account for that stuff ahead of time, know it's coming, and, and account for it. I think there would be some economic impact. Yeah, but for sure. I mean, I think uh, who was at the Cambridge Center for Risk Studies uh, said that it could be like a a six to forty two billion dollar cost for the United States, which honestly, that's chump change when you look at you know budgets of the United States. Buddy, that's a day. Yeah, a day. So it's it's not like uh, I mean that's a lot of money, obviously, but. <laughs> yeah. It's not like that would wreck the American economy or anything. It depends on how long it went on for, you know? Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, if they didn't get up and running within a few hours, that could be, you know, it could add up. It could add up. Speaking of knowing it's coming, I want to go ahead and stem the tide of emails. I know that Chuck was talking about Alien, by the way, everyone. (laughs) How could Josh say Spaceballs? One other thing, Chuck, because the disappearance of the Neanderthals coincides with the the weakening of the magnetosphere and probably bombardment of UV radiation and, and ions. Yeah. You may be right that the Neanderthals really did Melted. melt. <laughs> you might be That's onto something, one. man. That's an old one. You got anything else? I got nothing else, JM. Uh, well, then short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.